0: everybody welcome back to milk and screams i'm jacob i'm kyle and we are two boys four hours apart (laughs) separated (laughs) by by a stretch of miles that can only be reached if you drive on i-10 it's it's i-10 right I seventy
1: five and then I ten,
0: but yeah, I'm horrible with road names. I am. <laughs> I, I I have no idea where I'm driving. I just do. whatever. You could also just
1: fly in the sky.
0: Uh, yeah, but that's a lot of money. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and you'd be there in like what twenty minutes, maybe? Like maybe. I would say less if you were if you were flying. Yeah, it'd probably it'd probably be like half an hour ish. Well, it's half an hour to get from uh from VPS to what um not Tampa. It was Atlanta Orlando, Atlanta, oh, yeah, so what
1: well, yeah, maybe something like that, but either way, I am back home, and Jacob is still in the villa of Gaines, so <laughs> we're 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 separated, and last time we did that, we didn't record, I didn't bring the microphone stuff, and uh, we took a little break, but not this time, even though technically we didn't put-'cause right now it's Monday, we didn't put anything out yesterday, nope because. I got busy when I first got here, so this is going to be late, but we're not taking a break. It no way.
0: Count. No way, Jose. It doesn't count as a break. No, no breaks. No nothing. Under no circumstances.
1: I've got quite the setup on my end. I'm in my sister's room, who is not here right now. There's crap all around me. I have a microphone on a box, so that part stayed the same. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We just we still have a microphone It so <laughs> Makes me laugh every time.
1: And we're we're chatting in Discord, but recording our own selves in Audacity. And I can't turn the fan on in this room because it's really loud for the first two hours that it's on, and, and it's it and screws up the audio.
0: And we're in Florida, so it makes everything more and more fun. So I'm already sweating. And you know what? We it's could, gonna be a rough time. We do all of this for you, only for you guys. What we do this for? If we had any other fan base, we'd be like, no. That's no right. Way. If we
1: had like let like that two million fan base, we'd, be, we'd not be doing this. But for for you twenty,
0: for you few, we live
1: for you twenty.
0: We live for you,
1: the few and the proud, the Marines. So we live for you.
0: Uh, so since we haven't been, you know, together, uh, we kind of came up with some ideas to talk about today, and one of those ideas was to 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 look at some hypotheticals, like we like to do on the podcast. Um, Always, I think a good one. To look at is the Reddit thread or Reddit? I guess it's the Reddit uh, community called "Am I the Asshole?" Hey, the subreddit. Subreddit. Thank you. Have you ever heard Reddit slash Ada? Have you ever heard of this crowd?
1: I, I, I know of this concept. I didn't realize there was a subreddit thread dedicated to it, which I'm not surprised that there is. But
0: it's it's one of the most popular subreddits on on the on the website. It's very. Um, like uh, what's the word prolific it, a lot of people like reference it and talk about it. And I've, I've right. liked it for a long time and I've only just recently got on Reddit like within the past couple of months, but I've really enjoyed going back and looking at it. And I just kind of like, I kind of just opened it this morning and I was like reading through some stuff. I was like, okay, this could, this could be an interesting, you know, podcast episode. And I know. I know a lot of people already talk about this kind of stuff. So I, right. it, I'm interested to see where you fall on some of these things and I think for the most part, because there is like a voting system that they that they use, so like, right? You know, there is you know, not the asshole or are the asshole or everyone's the asshole uh, in the situation. <laughs> so I'm 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 excited to go through these. I think some of them are pretty funny. If I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Um, so let's just, let's just get into it. So the first one I have here. Now it's funny when you read some of these because you can either tell that a. People who write these sometimes are children or B, they just don't know grammar or like proper like sentence structure. So it's funny this – I'm going right. to read through some of these and it's going to sound like I'm messing it up. But it's literally their writing. So, it's, it's, <laughs> so here we go. Am I the asshole for telling my mom to not get close to a semi-truck that couldn't fit under an overpass? On a drive, we were behind a semi-truck with a car trailer with cars on top. And we got to a road and an old train overpass. And my mom said, I don't think he's going to make it. But she proceeded to get even closer to the truck that she thought wasn't going to make it. And it could drop a car onto us. The truck then didn't make it, but stopped right before anything bad happened. I asked why she kept getting closer to the truck that she thought wasn't going to make it. And why she didn't stop earlier or stop beforehand. This led to her yelling at me because I don't know stuff and I have a lot to learn about driving and I shouldn't tell her what to do. I feel it's common sense to not drive up right up to next to the trailer of a semi that you might think is going to hit overpass. Am I the asshole?
1: Yeah, that one's pretty cut and dry. Like this, We're talking about a semi that has cars on top of it. Like Like one of those trailers. Right, which some of them can fit like they're made to fit most overpasses but if you're talking about it was semi-height and then it seemed like there were cars above that semi-height those things barely fit over under the overpass anyway so like and uh, if she was also thinking the whole time i'm pretty sure that thing's not gonna fit just just, <laughs> s- just don't go behind the- that was pretty cut and dry uh, i don't think anyone is the a-hole here until the mom started yelling
0: well right yeah like sh- but like, so like, that was the- just a
1: suggestion. <laughs>
0: I mean, and then she was like, eh, "Children, they don't know anything." Eh. I know that's that's kind of um, I don't know that, didn't, that one's more cut and dry, but I thought it was funny that even though it's very clear, like what happened was like from an outside perspective, is so cut and dry. Like the mom still the, found a reason mo- to scream. Exactly. <laughs> um, let me show you another one. This one's a little bit longer, but I think this one's really really cool. Am I the asshole for pretending to get fired when customers get a temper with me? I am a high schooler with a weekend job at a coffee shop. My workers who work with weekends with me are James, the owner's son. He goes to my school. He's a shift manager, but it's not a real formal thing, and he's a friendly guy. Danielle, a college student who sometimes works weekends too. So sometimes customers will come in and just be angry about such little stuff, like literally blow up about nothing. I don't know if they're in a bad mood already and are looking for someone to take it out on or what. But it's a lot. Like, how sad? So you have to be a grown-ass man taking your anger out on high school and college kids. I told you, this is sometimes really grammatically. Yeah, <laughs> people don't know. <laughs> so so I'm guessing when he <laughs> says, how, sag- how sad is your life to have to, have right, to be? Right. Right right, 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 right. So James and I were joking about having a little fun with them and hopefully getting them off our backs. So one day I was at work. And some guy was having a temper about how we don't make the coffee hot enough. I have experienced this in my own Chick-fil-A, so this is a real thing people get mad about, Um, which I couldn't do a thing about because I gave it to him right out of the machine. So James came in and was like, sir, is there a problem here? And the guy started ranting at him too. So So he was just like, all right, buddy, this is unacceptable. You're fired. Started acting real sad, like no, please don't fire me. My family needs this money. I need this job, please. And he bladed up, being a real hard ass, trying to tell me to take my apron off and leave. The angry guy started to backtrack. He's like, no, this isn't that big of a problem. You don't need to fire her over it. I didn't mean it. And James was like, no, we pride ourselves on the best customer service. This this piece of garbage is leaving. Of course, after all that drama, I still had my job, and we were just acting. And we've done it a couple of times whenever a customer would lose their temper at Danielle or I, James would storm (laughs) in and fire us almost every time. I like this a lot. (laughs) The person who had come in angry would apologize and say that they didn't mean it. It's kind of satisfying, making people realize their actions might actually have consequences. Anyways, I was telling my friends at school about this, and a few of them thought it was a mean prank to let someone go away and thinking they just got someone who desperately needs the money fired. Am I the asshole for this joke?
1: I like this one a lot. I this one's interesting. I
0: do like this one a lot, and I I was uh pretty I, I related with this one a lot because I've worked customer service service for so long. Um, so I have a couple problems with this. Number one, I don't believe this ever actually happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really don't, and there's a couple reasons why. Uh, number one, kids kids really 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 like to over exaggerate things, and they like to uh like make up things in their mind and like really um like exaggerate like i feel like you know maybe this might have happened one time and like they think about in their memory over and over again like man i wish i said this and then they actually start believing it i think that's kind of what's happened here and this person's like you know but you know let's just take it for what it is right this person said this happened and it happened right i i don't believe they're the asshole but i have to ask when that customer comes back next weekend because they're going to come back Cause that's how customers work. I don't, uh, there's this guy who comes and complains every time. Uh, he's at our right. store and he comes every weekend. Like you know, people come back. What's he gonna think when James or whoever the person is is standing behind the counter? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like that's kind of funny to me. Like he's gonna come back anyways and see this person who was fired last week. Back again. Well, now
1: you have a new fun game on your hands, which is avoid the people I've pranked.
0: I guess. And they
1: walk in and you duck and you crawl back into the back. You're like, don't let this uh, old man see me. But maybe he'll be nicer forevermore when he comes in. Coffee's lukewarm. He's like, oh, this coffee is so good, you guys. Wow. (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: Dude, it's so funny that you say that. I really don't think that that guy's behavior has changed at all. Like I don't think.
1: Uh, I mean, probably not. <laughs> I don't think people who do
0: those kinds of things are actually rational people. I think they're just, they're just buttholes. Like they just like to come in and just cause trouble and complain about everything. Like, like seriously, like, I don't know. It's it's such a weird thing. Uh, to well, make. Okay, well,
1: obviously, the the initial customer, Big Jack Wang.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: But then, the question of the uh, again, assuming that this. Did actually happen contrary to your personal beliefs mm-hmm. about the situation, correct, assuming it did actually happen, i think it's a little i think it's a little messed up, <laughs> but i don't i i think i'm i think i'm gonna say no on this one
0: he's not the asshole absolutely not i i don't think he is i'm gonna say no, but
1: it's a little it's a little bit messed up yeah but it,
0: um, and it's funny too. A lot of the I ones guess that's okay. A lot of the you know questions on this subreddit are like, "Am I the asshole for like taking my daughter's tuition for sneaking out?" Like it's like, yeah, <laughs> you're the asshole, buddy. But for these ones, they're actually. Really- I spent it in Vegas and tried to further her money <laughs> I
1: happened to get rid of it all, but I tried my best. <laughs>
0: Why is she so mad at me? Okay, this one's kind of uh, funny. It's kind of one we were just we were literally just referencing, but. Am I the asshole for telling the cashier that wasn't the girl's credit card? This is a throwaway one because my husband told me I was the asshole and I wanted to know before I got home and argued. On-phone format is bad. This is off to a great start. Um, I was in a higher-end department (laughs) store today and happened to end up next to two teenage girls while shopping. One of the girls had picked out a very expensive pair of boots and they were both fawning over them second girl must have looked at the price tag and asked Boots Girl if she's really going to spend that much money on boots. Girl with Boots says something along the lines of, It's fine, I have my dad's credit card and I'm not paying, which instantly caught my attention because that's not her card. I've told my son multiple times that he's never allowed to use my card, so I'm interested to see how this girl thinks she's going to get away with fraud, but had split up from the girls at this point because they had found something else. We end up at the same register, me behind, and I see her total hit well over four digits. The girl is about to get swipe her card when I decide I can't let her get away with something like this, and someone has to parent this kid if no one else will. I tell the cashier that isn't her card but her father's, and I'm sure she has not given her permission. Girl and her friend turn and glare at me, giving me the possibly the dirtiest look I've ever seen. I would too. <laughs> i swear this girl was going to throw a tantrum right there i don't think she was ever told no uh girl tells cashier her father gave her the card to shop with because it's the store's credit card and it gives him the points now that i've pointed out it wasn't hers the cashier tells her that she she can't use that card girl tries to show her id to prove that they both had the same last name uh yeah like that'll help in parentheses this lady's really sassy uh and i tell her it's still fraud what's up
1: I was just agreeing that she's very sassy.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, back to back to the story. The most dumb. Uh, girl says it's not fraud because she has permission and tells me to mind my own business. I tell her that it's my business, that she's doing something illegal. She needs to pay with her own card, or I call the cops. Girl is pissed now, and people are glaring at me. She, ch- she uses her own card and leaves crying. Cashier looks mad at me, and I tell my husband when I get home only for him to agree that i was in the wrong so this one is rather interesting because she's spotting someone doing something illegal per se which i don't know if this is technically illegal um i've seen people use their parents credit cards all the time uh so i don't know i'm not in like the legal expertise of this but i mean yeah that's i mean obviously like i
1: if my mom gives me her card and she's like go get some milk like yeah i can do that but if you're Like if if you're, I believe if you're doing it, a without that person's permission and b also spending that much money without permission, I'm sure that there's some sort of illegality there, related or not related.
0: Hmm. Well, either way, um, the fact that this lady just like was so not having it, I feel like she she probably was, maybe she liked the boots too, and was just so jealous that maybe she wasn't raised like that. I don't know, but she was dead set on getting me. She was like, I'm going to call the cops. I'm like, what? Like, for using their dad's card? Like, do something else to make their day worse. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's, it's so funny that <laughs> she was so dead set on making their day sucky. And, like, you know, and and all, all that's kind of funny because the girl ended up using her own card and it went through. So it's like, obviously she had the money. I, I don't know. Like, this is kind of weird. Yeah,
1: I mean. What this girl didn't seem to want to spend her own money, first of all. Well, it, and she it, decided it, her dad's money was the money that she should use.
0: Dude, if she, if she's a teenage girl, the money probably came from her dad either way. Right. So like, I I, so, I, don't, I mean, don't see like why it's why number one why it's a big deal for her to not use her own money, and secondly why it's a big deal for this lady that she, I don't know, like.
1: Well, she's probably only only allowed a certain amount of money, you know, per month. Like, she probably gets some allowance for doing nothing just because she has rich parents. And so she get, just gets this amount of money. And she's probably – maybe she's just super stingy and decides that even though she has this amount of money, she doesn't feel like spending her money yet. So she'll spend the money that her dad keeps giving her anyway. So what does it matter if she takes some more of his mm-hmm. instead of spending what she's already been given, you know? But the question, of course, is about the lady – you know, accusing them, which is hard because obviously I, I don't, it, it kind of depends on the parenting situation at that girl's home. Like if this girl is going to go home and get caught for using her dad's money and then their parents would just be like, uh, well, just don't ever do that again. Cause she said somewhere in there that it seemed like this girl had never been told no in her life. Yeah. So, and that's kind of, Th- those those people are kind of scary and awful. I hate those people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Like they they're well because they're always so they 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 feel so self entitled and when they don't get what they want they just like even with the small things they get absolutely just pissy and crazy and I hate those people. They get really on my nerves. So but like if like if this girl was gonna go home and then her dad was gonna find out and you know make her go back and return all of this stuff and then like that be a parenting teaching moment, then let the parents do that, you know? Okay. But I don't know if that would happen in this parenting situation. Cause I don't know anything about the parents. So like I, if in my shoes, I would have rather just hoped that the parents would do something. If in fact, they, she wasn't supposed to be using this card in the first place. Yeah, I would have just in my mind been hoping that they make her come back and return all of this stuff, and then that's how I would tell the story to people later. I'd probably end it with, "I hope they make her return all that crap because that was a lot of money to spend with her father's money that maybe he didn't know that she was using." But
0: yeah, what I have a, i have a feeling me. that the dad is fully aware that his daughter is spending the money. And not only that, he said, yeah, it's going to help me get points, so I don't care. You know, go shopping today and have fun with your friend. And, you know, whether she's using that money to gloat or whatever, like, I don't care. Like, that's not my problem. And I feel like unless they're actually harming someone, like – it really doesn't matter what they're doing. You know what I mean? If they're like we're going to buy right. we're going to buy guns, like <laughs> that's a little bit more precarious, but they're, <laughs> but they're buying boots and it's none of your business. It really isn't any of your business at all. I'm sure if their parents were like waiting for them outside and they saw this going down, it would have been a totally different story. Like really, like if their parents were over at H&M or whatever doing shopping or like my parents, they went to Harley Davidson, you know, like and went to, we were shopping. Like, and they, you know, the kids are like, I'm bored. Like, let me go to the beach and, like, you know, go shopping. Here's my card. And then this all, this all went down. Like, I'm sure it would have been a totally different story. Um, but the fact that this lady has such, such an entitled mind to be like, well, I wouldn't want my kid doing this. So that means this parent is, uh, uh, that makes me mad. And that, and, and that means that she's, and, th- and Reddit voted for this person being the asshole, by the way. Um, Right,
1: I I kind of sense that coming. That makes sense to me.
0: Like, it's not the fact that the kids aren't assholes because they kind of are. I mean, they're they're you know entitled. Just like my dad's card. I was yeah, okay, sure. But it's the fact that the lady felt like she had to intervene and make it her own problem and do all this stuff and then make. Yeah, I agree.
1: I I don't find myself ever even wanting to intervene in a situation unless it is a situation that involves injury or harm to someone yeah. that doesn't deserve it. Or I guess just injury and harm in general. But like if I had been in that lady's position and saw that going down, like I said, I wouldn't have said anything. Except like maybe afterwards if the cashier had of had an odd look on his face, maybe I'd say something and be like, That was a lot of money that might not have been hers and then he'd be like, Yeah, well, I get money, so who cares? Exactly. I'm getting paid to be here either way.
0: Yeah. That's exactly what I, you know, it's 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 not even that big of a deal. It, that one kind of makes me the most mad. <laughs> all right. One more. <laughs> one more, and then we'll uh, start with the actual episode. Was that, does that sound good? Uh, sure. Yeah. Cool. Emma the asshole. What do we got? What do we got? For telling my son he deserved his girlfriend breaking up with him. Oh. So my son had a long-distance GF recently for about two years. She was great, a really nice girl, and we all loved her, welcomed her with open arms. She was flying here constantly to visit with him, like a weekend a month, and he didn't lift a finger to go visit her. I tried talking to him about it several times and told him he really should start trying to look into flying over to her instead of expecting her to do all the traveling. He said no, and my wife probably had something to do with it, as she constantly told him she was afraid of him flying. I spoke to them both and said this girl was great for him. She was willing to move over to our country, too. But he said there was one condition, and that was he'd have to fly over to her country, too, which is fair enough. He said no. He didn't want to fly or travel anywhere. My son was becoming lazier and lazier, eventually telling his girlfriend and us that he was perfectly fine never traveling anywhere, including holidays, etc. Last week... He told us that she's dumped him. I went on her Facebook page as we're still friends. She wrote us an apology letter and how she's upset about it didn't work and all these things happen, but we are gonna, we are on good terms still. And she looks like she's with a new guy already. Me and my wife have no doubt she was seeing him while in a relationship with my son. Uh, I confess to them both that I actually agree with her decision and that he, he should have expected it. He did not treat her properly, and I hope he learns the lessons for the next one because he needs to make more of an effort. I said he deserves it for his lack of effort in the relationship he's currently in and for essentially just allowing this girl to spend all her money and time coming here all the time. Wife and son are very upset that I said this. Very, very upset, and my wife says that I am being horrible. (laughs) Am I the (laughs) asshole? (laughs) Woof. Woof indeed. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. I – my gut reaction is no, yeah. if I'm being fully honest. Of course I,
0: not.
1: I, yeah, I mean, but if – because it doesn't – as far as I can tell, the kid wasn't flying because he just didn't want to. It didn't sound like he had a fear of flying or anything. It just sounds like he wasn't flying because he didn't feel like it. Yeah. And it was easier for him to just kind of sit around and wait for her to come over. So I mean I mean, I agree that he also deserved it. I guess it's I guess it's odd to hear that from your father. Like you get broken up with and you're like, she broke up with me and then your dad goes, Well, you deserve it, son. Go to your room. <laughs> That's probably a little bit odd to hear. It, but it kind of also depends I mean, on
0: their age, I think too. Like, are they like teens or are they like adults? I don't know. Um maybe they they probably are adults. Long distance
1: for 2 years. I'm going to I'm going to assume they're probably uh, just like maybe fairly freshly out of high school. Yeah. That maybe sounds wa- right. maybe they went to state college. Maybe they went to 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 state college for a year or two and then she went to a different university in, you know, a close country. This is probably that might have even happened somewhere in Europe because he said something about flying, like moving to their country. Yeah. So, I, I'm assuming this is Europe. I'm going to assume something in Europe. But, I mean, no, I don't – I feel like maybe in warmer tones he could have said you know, things to the effect of, you know, well, son, maybe uh, you, you could have expected this. And maybe he did say it in a warm tone. But Yeah.
0: This guy sounds like uh, an amazing guy. Um, I want to be this guy's best friend. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> legit, legit. Like, um, he sounds like the kind of guy who would just give it to you straight up, no matter what. And I really like that. And just a guy. Uh, and yeah, I mean, his son definitely deserved to be broken up with. And then he's in that case, he's just not the butthole. I don't know why his wife isn't agreeing with him. This guy sounds like he he's a great. Yeah, guy. that's
1: that's that's what I'm confused about. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think it's a lot of it has to do with mama's bo- mama's boy thing. You know, if your mom really likes you. Yeah, because
1: somewhere somewhere in there also said that the mom didn't want the boy flying. Yeah. I guess. Like she's she's scared or something. But like, that's. At that point, it sounds like there's an overprotective mother and he's just kind of listening to her for the sake of just wanting to not upset her, I guess. Yeah. It kind of almost sounds like the kid just chose his mom over his girlfriend and was like, I'd rather keep my mom happy than continuously see my girlfriend and make this relationship work
0: yeah dumb
1: (laughs) (laughs) so which like like so there's there's very i I don't know what i'm trying to say here like this isn't a big enough of an issue for that to be the decision to come to right it'd be different if your if your girlfriend was like make a choice me or your mother That's different, <laughs> like that's a different situation, but in this situation your mom is just like, don't fly, it's dangerous, and then you're just like, oh yeah dad total it's dangerous mom I agree uh.
0: that's kind of what I'm wondering about their age too like if he's like twelve, this is kind of a different story like if he's, if he's like twelve to fourteen I'm like, okay, I can kind of understand his mom not wanting him to fly to a different country, but then she's flying so it's like i don't I don't understand and the dad's you know really into this girl like he really like he really appreciates what she's doing to his to his son, I guess, making him a better person, and then mm. he just steadily gets lazier and lazier. It's like, okay, well I kinda understand what he's what he's going for. So hey
1: Yeah, so I think all in all we've decided most of these people were not uh the Jack Wangs except for the lady in line, right? Yeah, lady I in line. Now
0: went. this this subreddit is extensive, super, super long. I kinda went by what's most popular in, in the in the Reddit, some of the most popular stories. Um, again, some of these kind of do seem like far-fetched. Like they're kind of just, I don't know, like not real (laughs) like these things just don't happen. Like I love when people post things on the internet like that and they're like, uh, I'm going to add this to the list of things that just never happened because there's no way that that's true. (laughs) Um, but it's fun to look at and a lot of people, uh, you know, have hot, hotly debated, you know, some of these things. So it's kind of fun. Yeah.
1: People... There are some times where, like, you, you think maybe a situation didn't really happen. You're like, yeah, a couple of these things don't add up. And then sometimes people are like, guys, I ran into Justin Bieber at Walmart and he paid for my peanut butter OMG. <laughs> and you're like, well,
0: I don't think that happened, sweetheart. <laughs> Sorry. I love when people – oh, my God. I love when people, like, take pictures with celebrities and they post them on the internet. And it's just totally, like, not that celebrity. Like, it's somebody completely yeah. different. That is the funniest thing. I like, it, like it, And it happens all the time. Like, people are like, I saw Prince at, like, you know, Bo- Bloomingdale's. And it's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: swear, I see, like, three of those pictures every year, like, for the yeah. past four years. And I'm like, Prince is <laughs> – Underground <laughs> 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 I don't understand. He's like you didn't just he's gone. know that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright. Well, now to get into our topic of discussion today on um
1: Robots are taking over the world.
0: Yes, on Milk and Screams, we're gonna talk about robots. Um This is a subject that has been on my mind a lot in the past couple couple of years, couple of months maybe. Um and I I've, I've kind of just taken what I've seen on the internet with like a uh more than a grain of salt. I don't know what the other idiom would be for that would be, but I've been I've been fearful, kind of a mountain of salt. Yeah, like a, a big old uh, dog pile of salt. <laughs> <laughs> um and I, I I've been fearful. I've been like I've been like this is kind of looming over my head in my lifetime. All of our jobs gonna be taken by robots. This is kind of scary. And um mm-hmm. there are other people who doubt these claims. And I've kind of just been like, "Well, do you like live in the same world as I do?" Like, I, I don't know. This all—it seems like it's coming very, very quickly to a point that this is all going to, you know, go away. Sorry, I have to sneeze. <sighs> Jeez. Right. <laughs> Sorry. He did- Sorry. He said right. 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 I said I you'll get there eventually. Okay, anyways, we'll get there eventually. I, eventually I will sneeze. But um I've done a little bit of research on these kinds of things and I watched a, a fantastic TED Talk this morning um about automation and about technology in general and I found it super super interesting. Um it was made in 2016 and I do feel like a lot has changed in those 4 years um or 5 years now since we're in 2021, but um I do kind of still want to talk about it in the same vein that this guy was talking about. Cause he was really smart. He's an economist uh, and he was a professor and he's brought some interesting points up. So I kind of want to talk about uh, what he'd said and what he talked about with you and see if you kind of agree uh, you being a smart engineer guy who's, you know, done some automation stuff and looked at stuff. So mm-hmm. what do you, what do you think? Do you have any thoughts so far? Do you want to just jump into it? I,
1: yeah, I, well, when I was in i I want to go into robotics in general, like that's why I did mechanical engineering in the first place, so this is a subject that i am very am very keen on now the robotics that I'm more into isn't so related at getting into robotics that can do certain other jobs, which are is also a huge branch that I'm interested in, but I mean, I've always been more into it almost like animatronic robotics, but they all kind of coincide together. And when I did study abroad in Germany, there was a class we took where we talked about automated driving pretty extensively and how close and or far away we are from that, um, which is only like a microscopic portion of what we're talking about with fully automated, almost everything. Right. Um so yeah, I don't know uh what points you uh, what points you have to bring up, but I've got I've at least got some ideas of uh what things I think would be better by being fully autonomous and uh what things, you know, just I don't, I don't think can be replaced, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Um this is this is going to be interesting cuz this guy kind of just talks about are we going to be replaced in a sense? Are we going to be um made into like you know are we going to be all of us eventually jobless so he talks about um the last hundred years and kind of what we've been going through as a society Um, and he basically brings up the point that every piece of invention that we've made or technology that we've made has been made with the idea that yep eventually this will overtake the Person doing the thing, right? So the spade, you know, was made to replace someone's hand, and then the shovel was made to replace the spade, and etc., etc., etc. Like, for an example, he gives that I find really interesting is ATMs, automated teller machines, were invented to do the job of a bank teller. um They're invented to hand out money because beforehand, it, that was what the bank teller did. They gave money to people. You know, they took their card or whatever, they swiped it. You know, before cards, it was this, etc. They're invented in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But bank tellers, they're still alive and well. They they've in fact since the 70s when the when the ATM was made have doubled um in their in their numbers. There's been more banks, more bank tellers, and more um uh more ATMs too, I guess if you want to say it that way. So it's like did they right. since they had they replaced those jobs? So are they why are there why are there more bank tellers? There's something's not adding up here. Um, the bank teller's job description simply changed; it became more complica- complicated. Instead of their their job just being to hand out money or just being this, they were um, designed and kind of told to start building relationship relationships with customers, um, giving out credit cards, loans, those kinds of things. And, um, like I said, even even with those, even with the ATM taking away a lot of their menial tasks, they got to use their creativity a little more and make their job more personable and more um I don't know what the word is, but but it's it's instead of it just being a menial task, they get to use their job for more personal things. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I found that concept interesting because a lot of times people think that once people are jobless, they're just, you know, it, lose their sense of purpose and all that stuff but a lot of people think that with the advent of technology that we were able to progress as a society even more because we're able to not so much focus on certain things um an example another example he gave was in the i want to say the early 1900s or maybe the 40s it had to have been the early 1900s um around 40 percent of us were farmers That was just the number. Like 40 to 50% of us were farmers making Mm -hmm. food. And now it is literally less than 2% of the American population are farmers, which is insane. Like, how do like 1 million people end up feeding like 400 million people? Like, how is that possible? Well, it's just basically because a lot of those tasks before were done by hand hand sorting food, hand, you know, now they have these humongous pieces of, um, of uh technology doing the work and it kind of for those areas in the in the midwest that are responsible for this it's kind of like well what do we do for jobs now you know how can we you know stay productive how can we you know live is is there anything for us to do because at that time there was no way that they'd be able to live off government assistance or anything like that there's just no way so what they devised instead uh was the high school um basically the high school education program before the education would end around like third or fourth, fifth grade, maybe. And then they would be sent off to the farms to go work. Now that they had that free time and now that they had the the technology to be able to, you know, raise their children, instead of just rearing them to be farm workers, they had time to educate them and time to let them learn. That investment was a big, big investment in that time. It was huge, huge amounts of money reporting to education at that time. Mm in the early 1900s and over the last hundred years you think about how many people have been successful because they went to high school because they had that education and now it's a standard it's not even like a debate on whether you get to choose to go to high school or not you know what i mean yeah so that's kind of the premise of this guy's uh like economic theory and, and his theory on um uh, what automation does it 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 frees our time from working and allows it to use it for more creative purposes um so there are two principles that kind of feed into this happening right it calls it the o-ring principle and the never get enough principle so the o-ring principle determines what type of work that we do um and this was loosely based off of the 1986 challenger incident do you know about this? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, I didn't know this because I know what happened. Obviously, the you know shuttle exploded and a bunch of astronauts died, but I didn't know the reason why. Do you know the reason why?
1: I I we talked about it my ninth grade year it, or ninth, uh, my freshman year in college. I don't remember what it was. Oh, really?
0: Though. Well, I, I just I never knew about this. Mm, it was yeah. It was one faulty O ring. That leaked fuel. It froze on That's, the yeah, yeah yeah It froze on the launch pad the night before, and it and it caused an, a, a a fuel leak. that right. Failed, and the whole thing exploded. So, yeah yeah. We talked about that in my
1: in my professional communications class. He, would, he we always talked about all these different kinds of engineering failures in history, different bridges and why they failed. And one of the things we talked about was the Challenger disaster.
0: Yeah, it's it's so crazy that that one little thing uh, caused it to to break. So they state the guy states basically like there are some great ideas that require uh the o-ring to be perfect right the challenger exit the thing that sucks about it is that everything else was perfect you know the conditions were perfect the astronauts were brilliant uh the rocket was set up beautifully it was a beautiful day you know the o-ring was the one thing that at, at fault and that caused the whole thing to collapse but in the same way if your idea or your you know principle is faulty It doesn't really matter if the O-ring is also faulty. So um, the idea is once you take the load off of the O-ring, it doesn't matter what the O-ring is so essential. Does that make sense? I I, want to make sure that I'm explaining this stuff very clearly because it was kind of an abstract principle that I'd never really heard about. Um, And then the second one would be the never-get-enough principle. So we talked about farmers. um, So, you know, the tractors and stuff taking the load off of farmers, doing it by hand, able to complete – work that would take weeks to do in less than a day because of tractors. It's a great invention. But now we have to find those people to do other things, right? So we have to find them we have to, we have to keep them in school longer so they can learn more stuff. And then after that we have to put them in, you know, secondary school and then colleges and stuff like that. And since we have the insatiable I'm going to read this quote. This quote's good. Um, technology magnifies our, our leverage, increases the importance of our judgment and creativity. That's the O-ring. So when we make something new, when we do something new, like you know, with our free time, the more technology we make, the more free time we get. It, increase, it increases our judgment and creativity to make new things. But our endless inventiveness and our bottomless desires means that we'll never get enough. There's always new work to do. So it kind of creates this paradox right um that I find really, really interesting. It's like so what you're telling me is even though we will endlessly create endlessly come up with new ways for our jobs to be taken our our work you know to become easier with the computer, with the cell phone with an iPad or whatever you want to put in there, that means that because we do that, we will find something else to do and create and you know inspire it's so wild to me um so it's it's funny that people are actually worried about autonomy taking our jobs because we've seen it over the last hundred years that that's actually not the case right
1: in some cases yeah so but things like things like operators for instance completely gone job erased from existence there were people in these huge buildings that you asked them to put you through, and they had to put, you know, take a wire and plug it into uh, a different hole that corresponded to whatever phone number you were trying to reach. And then we no longer needed that job wiped from existence. Exactly. Got to find something else to do.
0: Exactly. Um, so even though that paradox exists, we still have found that some jobs are now obsolete. They, they, they used an example of um, uh, what was it? I can't remember, but it was something about like uh, creating ink, like the way that we they created ink when you were handwriting things before the Gutenberg the Gutenberg press. Is that what, am I saying that right? I can't remember. What it's called. Um.
1: Uh, sure. I don't know what you're talking about, but sure.
0: The 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 printing press that was created uh way 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 back. Anyways, before that, I was... just
1: know it is the I just know it is the printing
0: press. Okay. Uh, but before that was invented, um, there was a certain way to make ink. And that was what was the barrier between creating a printing press by or creating, you know, handwritten like newsletters or whatever. And that barrier had to be broken. And that person who was responsible for creating ink is obsolete now, you know, right. They don't create ink that way anymore. As another example. So even though this even though this paradox exists, it still doesn't mean that people's jobs won't be obsolete. So this instills fear in people. One of the big ones right now is truck drivers. People say uh, – mm-hmm. did you hear that? I'm sorry. I thought I heard something really big happen. No, you're good. Okay. I'm sorry. Anyways, um, truck drivers seem to think that um, their jobs are going to be all taken. And there's a lot of people in who, who are truck drivers in our nation. It is a staggering number. Um. Let's say say they're saying in the next twenty years my job's going to be obsolete. What am I going to do for work? Um. So I'm trying to think of what my next point was going to be with that. I was trying to. I was. I lost my train of thought when that. I heard a boom or something. I don't know what it was. Um.
1: Well, I mean, a we're not that close to fully autonomous driving yet. Like we're we're kind of close but you know like the 6 levels of autonomy yeah for driving we are not even close to being at the level 6 where no human needs need be in the car like we're not even close to that yet so i mean you're fine for now truck drivers <laughs> so rest easy but if and when that does happen i mean well, i mean if if I had to guess, as we get closer to that level six fully, uh, full autonomy, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of prototyping that's going to be done, and there's going to just be a lot of in the companies like, you know, all these companies that drive semi trucks, Walmart, Amazon, Ross, everything that like almost every company has a semi truck, and m- plenty of them that drive from warehouse to warehouse they'll most likely just transition into jobs where they work at, like they just work at the warehouse and help uh, pack things up into the truck and load them up. And maybe they move them into a, uh... and I mean, and and that's another worry I guess as well is like in a warehouse, you can always set that up to be fully autonomous as well.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Um, And like the, and the, wherever the uh, warehouse is that, makes the fully autonomous car most likely that can be fully autonomous as well by that point program a whole warehouse to have all the parts and then just let the robots do the thing and build it all i went to i went to the volkswagen warehouse in germany and there's people walking around and like doing checks you know people doing quality check stuff and uh there's just endless amounts of uh robotic arms just swinging through slapping doors on cars throwing in all the uh, parts and bells and whistles and then boom out comes a fully functional car and there were not that many people inside of the warehouse so i mean you go down the line between trucker to warehouse making the truck and you honestly every single point on that line can be replaced by a robotic point
0: yeah i i do wonder if um there is a point where this will occur because like I said, before ATMs, you know, if we gonna use that example, that's all tellers did, which is give out money to, you know, to their customers. And that job was taken by an ATM, which was much more convenient. You know, it takes out everything. It takes out the middleman, everything. So now what are the bank tellers going to do? Well, are they just going to close the banks and just have one little kiosk standing there? You know, no, they're going to use them to sell loans. So I wonder, um, and this is... Kind of the consensus in this in this i guess you can call it a community of people is that if, and for the last hundred years this has been the statement eventually automation will take us over and we'll never have, we'll never have any jobs um and typically those people who state those things are economists or politicians or people who like are typically you know the smarter guys so they're just those people whoa oh what happened?
1: I don't know hello, what has just happened uh oh. Discord died. Uh well, apologies, audio listeners. Hello? I don't know what is going on. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know what happened. Am uh either. but we're back. So we're back. Anyway, keep going.
0: Sorry. Um so Let me go back to my article. So, um typically they're politicians, economists. They think they're smart. They think they can predict the future. But this, these, this, these statements have been being said for the last hundred years. Just kind of like you know, those repeated you know uh, statements that you have heard all the time, like you know, parents scolding their kids or like teachers scolding their students. This has been one of those tropes for the for as long as we can we can remember. Technology will outrule us all. Yeah. Um, so I, I think those people are are kind of blindsided and kind of arrogant to think that we will never not have jobs to do there's there's now more people in the workforce than ever before and yet we have more technology than we've we've ever had before there's nothing that's plateaued there's nothing that's you know we've keeping a steady climb of new things to invent new things to do so the question is are those things going to the thing is go ahead
1: the thing is is that we have more people in the workforce but you'll notice like if you were to if you were to see a graph of like all areas of work the number that's increased exponentially is people in these stem engineering uh warehouse jobs that are designing critiquing and building anything that uses full autonomy or that is participating in the evolution of technology yeah kind of where the workforce is jumping up. So once you get to a point where people no longer have the jobs of say like a trucker or anything that can be anything that can be operated in a fully autonomous way then these people who don't have the background to move into a position for this like for the evolution of fully autonomous technology where like they don't have the knowledge data bank because that's not what they went to school for, you know, that's not that's not their field, then they don't have a career to fall back on. You know? And yeah. then you think about like what if they went to a customer service cashier job because there's not like a full like a straight up career that they have the full capability to do now. Most likely something like a like like at a fast food place. That could be replaced with full autonomy as well. I don't know. We're talking about any jobs that can be. I don't know what jobs people will start to decide. Let's make it fully autonomous. They might never decide to make a cashier job fully autonomous because, you know, so many companies are really big into their customer service and, you know, making their shopping experience a pleasure and having it happen with a smile, you know, not just, go in and efficiently get out you know a lot of a lot of places are kind of their model is based around human interaction and customer experience with other humans that work in that shop so some jobs that could be made fully autonomous might never be made fully autonomous for the sake of um, the image of the company so my my prediction my prediction
0: is that that will be the case that eventually these jobs will give up on the on that model, I mean, I'm not sure if it's going to happen in our lifetime, maybe it won't, but I do think what people actually want is to be just moved. you know what I mean like especially if we talk about specifically let's just say fast food, customer service, of course is important, but I think in the in the grand scheme of things, if robots could get them out, let's just say a minute faster, that is what people truly do care about in the long run. If there's no mistakes to be made, if they can make it seamless and no mistakes or anything like that, I seriously do believe, and I I believe it with almost 100% of my knowledge that that's going to happen. But the accelerated rate of technology that's going to happen, right? You know, things are going to become autonomous, will be met with the creation of newer jobs, different jobs. Now, here's where things get interesting. The curve of the education that's required to get those jobs what you're talking about just a second mm-hmm. ago is absolutely true. Like the, there's like almost like a, a, a dumbbell curve, right? So you have a bunch of jobs pooling in the bottom end, which would be like your mean your, uh, menial task jobs, like your food, your fast service, your, um, um, uh, retail, you know, truck drivers, a lot of those jobs are in the middle. And then, or a lot of those jobs are on the bottom there. And then over on the other side, jobs that require a high education, doctors, lawyers, there's a lot of people forming in those jobs too. And in the middle, you have all the medium education jobs that are quickly and quickly becoming autonomous. Um So yeah, it, it is kind of tough. It's like I said, it's a paradox. So it's kind of like, should we worry? Should we not worry? You know, what's that? What is it going right. to look like in the next 10 years? Um, and really, really, and truly, like I was talking about um, a second ago, it, these econ- economists and stuff like that are really just saying that we, as just simple people, don't have the chutzpah or the knowledge to come up with newer jobs that fast to keep up with the means of you know autonomy and the means of um, people creating robots, right? I right. I I tend to believe that you know if we keep the same pace if we keep the same you know if history continues to repeat itself and we continue to make jobs like like we happen i think we we will and that's what we're going to do right now oh no we're not going to do that we're going to think we're going to look at people who can be replaced <laughs> we're
1: doing the exact opposite <laughs> here's what here's what here's what i'm thinking okay here's what i'm thinking how much you can jobs here start to become fully autonomous. And a lot of jobs start to become fully autonomous, right? Mm-hmm. And so more and more people are, you know, getting replaced with these robots that can do the job more efficiently and they don't have a job that they can go to. And then this is the point where we start colonizing the moon.
0: Oh. So
1: go to the moon and then it's going to be a lot harder To get as much equipment as you want to the moon to build things to make things fully autonomous and you can't just we won't have the technology to just go ahead and send robots to the moon to do the jobs that they're doing on earth fully autonomously so you colonize the moon you set up a whole civilization there where a lot of these jobs can still be done and need to be done by people because it's going to be a lot harder to get everything you want there to get fully autonomous as quickly as you would like. So then sure. a lot of these jobs will just be done by people on the moon and it'll be a fully autonomous earth but a people led moon. Yeah. That's what that's 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 the dream. That is the dream.
0: What what if we just went to the moon and we just didn't have any money? Like we just were just like everyone's broke. Everyone have some food. Like you know what I mean? Like what if we just went to the moon and just did that instead? Yeah, let let, let let's go to the moon,
1: get rid of currency. <laughs> and do my thing, where everything is just free, but you have a limit on the amount of things you get per set amount of time you know
0: right it's communist set up, you go, you just live, you hang out it's com- it's the, get some things it's a communist right y- y- yeah no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't feel like setting up a technology and an economy, so just don't have an economy, you know? <laughs> It'd be way easier. Just go and live your life on the moon. Right. Go to Moon McDonald's. <laughs> moon Donald's, if you will. Moon Donald's. Get a burger. Get a burger. Get mo- get go mo- home. Eat it. Get a burger from a person that gave you a burger, not a, not a fully autonomous robot that, like, heard you, heard you and then wheeled back and grabbed a burger and wheeled back up. It was, like, here— get it from a real person, go back home, eat it.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to the final segment. What do we think would benefit society if it was replaced by robots? What do you think? I want to hear your thoughts first because you're smarter than me.
1: All right. So it wouldn't be a full replacement. Okay. But I would say that something that could benefit a lot especially in terms if not just for traffic is is drone police police for just yeah for like at least for traffic like you know how you're driving on the interstate and a cop car is just kind of sitting there waiting to pull somebody over Uh right and then it takes forever and they come up and they're like uh license and registration right it takes forever so a, for the police themselves, it, you'd be able to catch speeders a lot easier because a drone could just kind of, like, hide much easier behind a bridge. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then speed happens. Boom. Drone goes off. And you have to pull over for the drone. And then drone comes up to your window. You hold your stuff up. It scans it. And it's like, uh, here's how fast you were going over the speed limit. Prints out a ticket. Boom. You're on your merry way. And, like, they're already, like, photo-enforced traffic lights. Yeah, that, that's so,
0: That's what I'm saying. With your driver's tag, you really don't need a drone. You just need the tag, and then the drone can just scan the tag and fly away, and you'll get something in the mail. Um, Here's my issue with that. Um, yeah, I mean, even that works. People who break the law, though, they don't. Like if they they could skirt around the drone, like like so. Let's say okay, you said you get sent a bill in the mail, right? You were speeding or you ran a stop sign or whatever, and then you you get your bill. And you're like, I'm not paying that, and then you just throw it away or whatever. Like, well then you get served a warrant and you have to do the same thing that a policeman would do, anyways, right? So I don't know. I, I, there are logistics with that that I don't agree with, although the idea of not having a policeman just sit around and wait for someone to do something wrong kind of makes me happy. (laughs) Um, Because... There are drone Drone police comes up. It does the
1: thing, and then it just X ray scans your car, you know, and it's like up, nothing weird in here. Move on. And again, we're talking about a far advanced in technology where like it can scan your car real quick and then be able to detect something inside of the car that is not supposed to be
0: there. I mean, I would I would say that it would cut out a lot of the danger, right? You know, if you damage a drone, it's gonna they're gonna fine you. But you know, no one no drone is gonna come up and you know shoot you or anything like that. There's...
1: And the drone has no bias. Right. Like, exactly. Well, and you're not going to, like, again, is... if you if you shoot the drone, whatever, but you shoot a cop, that's a person.
0: Right. And, and now, here's the thing, though. So far, we have found the robotics do have biases, um, like facial recognition biases, and it's really interesting to see because a lot of people developing these things, most of the time in America, are white. They're white men, white women, and... A lot of times they will pick out like like um, basic algorithms will pick out white people before they pick out brown people. It has been hilariously pointed out on the Internet, like the, the way that Twitter crops certain p- pictures. Like if you have a, like a stacked photo, right, and you have a black guy on top, a brown girl in the middle, and then you have a white guy in the bottom. For some reason, Twitter's algorithm will, will whenever it's cropped, like uh, in a post, will show the white guy in the bottom and then if you switch the order it'll be the same thing they always will show the white guy it is so interesting um but that can be worked out i'm sure i'm sure but it's 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 funny the state of it, it's in right now is still yeah. racist <laughs> it's, it's still racist <laughs> um this, um
1: obviously things like uh package delivery like
0: yeah that's already that's, happening
1: that's so that's so easily just like make it all ai and then you got to work out then you have to work things out about you know people stealing packages off of doorsteps, yeah. And I say put a shoot in the roof, put a put a put a, li- a little shoot in the roof that it just kind of sets things on. And then whenever you're home, you know it's like a little dome that you put it under that's on top of the roof, yeah. And the dome closes so it doesn't get rained on. And then whenever you get home, if you happen to not be there, just open the shoot in the roof and get your
0: stuff. It comes out in a little slide, you know. That would be really cool. I think that that kind of um doesn't benefit apartment owners or anything things like that i do think there could be an invention made that could fit most packages that are like within a certain dimension and you can slide the box into that chute and then it would stay locked and like sealed until you get there with a key to unlock it I think that's the best thing. I'm I'm really not sure why that has not been invented yeah. and become standard in each apartment or building or house. Like that should come with a house. You know what I mean? Like especially with how many packages yeah, get exactly. stolen a year, like it's just unacceptable at this point. Um so I think also one that we haven't really thought about at all yet is uh, stand-up comedian.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely no, I, not. I,
0: I I think I think there is potential. I really do. I think with a robot's dry tone of voice and and if you program it right to be uh have a sense of humor, I think robot stand-up comedian could be the funniest thing ever. And you won't have to pay it. Like you just show up and the robot can just be doing stand-up and just making a ridiculous fool of itself. There's no shame. There's no like you can make fun of the robot like like i think that this has been talked about in the stand-up comedians like community like they talk about you know their job's never going to be taken by a robot because robots don't have a sense of humor notoriously mm-hmm. um but i think if you programmed it to deliver a certain set of r- lines that would be written by a comedian right they'd be written in you know programmed into the the ai it would deal with hecklers in a certain way you know it would have a stand-up set and then that stand-up set would be delivered you know, on a special or whatever, and then those comedians will probably get paid because they developed the robot. That's one a long in a long list of ideas, that's one of the ideas that I have that I want to make somehow in the next coming years is make a robot that's goofy looking, that would deliver a set of set of stand up comedian specials that will make me money.
1: I kind of hate that. I don't I would not I would not watch that. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I think if it's done right, it will be brilliant. But if it's done wrong, it'll look stupid. So I'm still bookshop workshopping that. But (laughs) Um, one that I think is super obvious that really is only talked about in movies is the military. Why isn't the military fighting with robots yet? Like it's it's so obvious. Like the military is such a casualty ridden. Uh, job and workforce is so dangerous. Just make robots do it. I, I don't understand why it's so hard. Make robots do patrols. Right. Make robots test for mines. Make robots do all this stuff. Like I don't understand why it's so. Like it's. It seems so outlandish to people that that's the that's the case. You know, like
1: I, I I mean, they have, they have like you know, obviously like rovers that they drive, re- remotely to test for you know like IEDs in a field or whatever, but. It'd be way more effective if you just had like this line of robots on a field and then sent them all sprinting forward and then every IED just explodes yeah. cuz all the ro- they all just ran in a line, they're all gone and then you're like all right, let's uh, let's walk forward.
0: Or let's just replace every military member with a robot. You don't have to pay them or anything. You just have to pay the engineers who made them. The military budget goes down. Like it, it seems like a win-win. I don't know why that's not the first thing people think of when, like, replacing jobs. You know what I mean? Like, military. It's so obvious to me. It's so Well,
1: obvious. I think there's there's always the – and th- this, this brings up another point, which is typically brought up when it comes to pilots, which obviously Air Force, military, but just in general is that it's very hard to replicate and or outdo – the human intuition of certain situations yeah of de-escalating a situation or being able to read the situation and decide whether to go in or to stay put that kind of thing um
0: but if you have robots that's on the each biggest side thing if you have robots on each side there's no need to de-escalate you know what i mean like they're just gonna blow each other up you know what i mean like <laughs> like they're like if a pro if a country had a problem with another country right and there's just robots on each side of those on the country's lines or whatever. Just force the robots to fight each other, fight all the Soviet robots or whatever, and win or lose. You know what I mean? Like it's it's that simple. I, I think that's the way things need to go in the future. Um, well, and it's obvious now that that's not going to be until it's it's definitely going to happen, but just not for like 150 years. Um, but I, I I seriously don't understand why like foot soldiers. Like, going into enemy lines and blowing stuff up still exists. And, like, the, the civilian casualties, too, like, that come with war, like, just set a battlefield up and have you battle it out. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it seems like it's so simple. Like, like why do we still have war, you know? It's just- I think
1: I think you see war differently than it actually is. Like, like two people get together and they're like, all right, we're going to fight on this day for this amount of time. You want to do it on that field over there or this field over here? Like, there's not, like, a battlefield that you – like, it's not the Olympics. Like, you don't build a field and then get there at a scheduled time and be like, three, two, one, ah, start shooting. Well, yeah, you got a point. You don't just set a battlefield up.
0: You got a point there, but, like, bro, like, basically what's going on with war, if someone's just, like, dumb and they say, hey, I want their land or, hey, I don't like where they are or, hey, this isn't fair. And then they go in and blow something up and blow up a, a tower of people. And they're like, "Hey, that wasn't nice. We declare war on you." And then they go, spending useless time, and money, and resources fighting those people. Now there have been other wars that are fought differently, right? You know, we when we fought Hitler in the forties, that definitely wasn't, you know, Mm -hmm. Hitler Hitler wanted to conquest Europe and that was or the world basically, and we fought against him and his and his ideals for that reason. And you know, the same thing with Japan in World War Two, but like. Wars before the turn of the century, like in the 1800s and stuff like that, that's kind of how they were fought. Like, hey, we're going to go on this battlefield, and we're going to line up, and then we're just going to pummel each other. Th- that's how they were fought. <laughs> like, like they were they were organized. They were, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I do think that now things have just changed so much in the terms of war that, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just I don't like war what it does to people. We can just do that to robots, and they'll be better. You know?
1: Yeah, I I mean i I understand I understand the the concept of what you're trying to get at here, but it is it is it and this is the other thing about autonomy replacing everything is that there are so many small detail logistics for every job replacement that we don't understand because we're not part of that job. It seems pretty cut and dry with something like truck drivers. A fully autonomous truck drives from one place to another. Bingo, bango, bongo. Bingo, but bingo, bongo. There are probably bongo. nuances that we don't understand, and that's you know that's something we'll have to see in the future. Give me two seconds. I gotta grab a computer charger, otherwise it's gonna die. So entertain the people while I'm gone.
0: Entertaining the people while we're gone. I I really do think that that robot comedian thing is gonna be a gold mine for, for me one day. Um, yeah, I really, I legitimately do think that. Like, that's the greatest idea I've ever come up with. And I came up with it on this podcast. Um, yeah, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. Maybe I'll just use Kyle's engineering mind to make the robot talk for me and stuff like that. But I don't know. I've got a, I've got a lot of stuff to think about, don't I? Um, yeah. Do, do, do. Scooby-doo-boo-boo. I'm singing a song. I'm
1: back. Were you just singing the whole time?
0: Uh, no, I wasn't actually. I just started singing, maybe four or five seconds ago. <laughs> I also just realized right. that we still have the video chat on, and I didn't realize you could see me the whole time. I just was just doing things naturally, like what I would normally do. But I turned it back on. Like I turned the Discord screen back on. I was like, Oh yeah, I've been looking at you me. the entire time. I, does it look like I've been looking at you, or does it look like I've just been staring off into space? <laughs> I wish I knew.
1: No, you're just kind of staring into the abyss, but I wasn't going to draw attention to it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jeez, I'm so stupid.
1: Alrighty. Um I did want to I there are some jobs which you touched on one that I, I would would put in this category that I just don't think are going to be replaced really ever. And one of those that's, you know, fairly new, 15-20 years is the you know the content creator space hmm. that really can't be replaced with ai something fully autonomous like that's so personality based and for the most part for the content that i personally enjoy that's purely personality based there are some like uh do, do you remember? The internet comment etiquette one where he talks about adrenochrome. Yes, and the video that he's watching is clearly some AI woman's voice just r- spouting off facts. Yes, really randomly. That's pr- that's that's very that's a very robotic thing. Obviously, someone typed in the things and then some AI lady started speaking. But for the the personality based comedic slash video gaming slash whatever content on YouTube, Twitch, what have you? Most of that is not something that can be replaced with AI or replaced well with AI. That's kind of that's just a space that's going to be around for the foreseeable future.
0: Well, you have a point there Kyle, but VTubers
1: are still just people that don't <laughs> want their faces shown. Yeah, I know. So they make an animation thing. Yeah, I was gonna say VTubers, and I was like, you know, that's not the same thing. I'm not even gonna mention it because it's not a point that needs to be made. <laughs> no, but, then is the first VTubers thing you are said.
0: Valid. VTubers are valid, Kyle. You just don't, you just don't get it. I, I do think that with everything, there are traditionalists. There, they are valid because they're real people. <laughs> <laughs> there are always going to be things that people will um like value. Like For example, there are people who still walk into the bank and say, Hi, I want $40, please, from the bank teller. And they're like, Dude, you can just go outside and press the button. Mm-hmm. And they go, I don't want to push no buttons. I want $40 <laughs> handed to me from you, lady. And then they say, Okay. <sighs> And they give up a I sign. personally
1: like when I when I put in a check. I don't do it with my phone or anything. I do it like I I walk in and I have it signed and I'm like, here's a check, Miss Bank. Well, then,
0: there's always going to be people who love traditional comedy, but there's going to be people who like robot comedy. It's going to be great. I can already tell because I'm so far ahead of every yeah. one of you.
1: People will like it, but it won't replace it won't place the real yeah, comedian. They're it, they're always going to stick around because they're you're not going to pull the entire fan base away. So, you'll see. And I mean content creators um I mean you've got like teachers, like the education system.
0: That's one that's always tossed around in movies. I I don't know. That it that's a, a fun one to think about because you know you have like teachers Sometimes don't give out reliable information, you know. With a robot, you can literally teach it what to speak, no matter what, and it's going to speak that thing on a script, and it's going to answer Which questions. Can also
1: be unreliable information because you're having a person give. You're having a person give that information to whatever this AI is, right? Y- yeah, like, the education y- system. Right. Yeah. So, I, so either way, you're having a person. Give the information. You're talking about a person well, saying maybe something unreliable versus a person telling a robot to say something maybe unreliable. Well, we, there's no difference.
0: We are recording history. So this – you know, there's a recorded set of history. But we've known for the last uh, – co- we've found out actually rather for the last couple of decades that our education system has not been fully reliable. There's been people being taught different things based on where they live, based on where they where they study, what they do, what their what their um, what their job description will look like. You're gonna learn a lot more about, like for example, let's just use the hot topic that's been on everyone's mind this past week, like civil rights. You're gonna be taught about civil rights way differently in Chicago than you are going to be in Mississippi. You know what I mean? So, if you take robot teacher and say, "Hey, here is accurate history. Here is accurate math. Here is accurate." language arts teach students this, 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 this. And, uh, if they have questions, you can answer Like they already make AI that a- answer questions. Like that's, that's not the hard thing either. Um, and if they don't have an answer, they can, you know, use their programming to find the appropriate answer for them. Um, every one of these examples can be misused. Very, it, that's plainly obvious from every robot movie you've ever seen. From I Am Legend to freaking Wally. Like, you know know what I mean? Like, you know, all those movies basically are um, parables, if you want to use them that way, about how to, you know, use autonomy and and technology and where it's going. So, of course, it can be misused, but I think if you use it right, that can easily replace teachers.
1: No, I just, because I'm like so much of teaching especially for me is so much of a like a personal thing and when you don't understand it you want to talk to them one on one and try and get a a deeper actual conversation with with a teacher and like understand more one on one and tutoring is a more a more tender portion of teaching and then you have the other responsibilities of teachers of like 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 grading an essay for instance a robot cannot grade an essay that is something that's completely sub- – like, those are completely – especially when you're talking about, like, a um, – more of a – someone who wants to go into writing, for instance. Right. That's a very subjective kind of thing that a robot can't look at and decide um, good or bad, well done or not well done. Like, robot r- robots are one or zero. Like, no matter how much we want to go to, into fully autonomy, it is almost never going to be possible to – be able to produce something that can look at things subjectively. That's just not possible. Everything that deals with technology is either a one or a zero. There's no middle ground. It's yes or no, bad or good. There's not like a that, – because that's what we have as humans. We have a – between zero and one, we have an infinite range of answers. Right. All the way in between that. And AI doesn't. And so that's – when it comes to something more personable like teaching or you know content creating, something that is – like let's, it's very zero and one. the The content that a teacher can give can most likely be a zero or one thing. Like the content being put forth in a class: history, science, math. Like those things have objective truths that yes, something AI could put forth and just give the correct truth. But all the little nuances of teaching can't be replaced.
0: Well, here's the thing. With that being said, with what you just said, right? Um, robots either having a right or wrong right with teaching i think that that's one of the most important ways the important one of the most important occupancies uh is that the right word Not occupancy um uh uh occupations to have just right and wrong um especially for things like math science history language arts you bring up an interesting po- a point about like let's just say just a simple task of like grading an essay or grading a, a written response um but i'd argue that a lot of teachers still can't grade responses like they they still like they still can't you know appropriately grade things without biases um so it, like i'm not saying that that is um just because they can't doesn't mean a robot can and and we are still in the early stages of ai and those things so maybe in the distant future robots will be able to actually have personalities or um you know differentiate I don't know. I'm just saying this it's definitely it may be a possibility that we haven't we haven't um explored enough yet. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I just it doesn't seem like it's uh with as with as much as I know. I'm not saying that I know a lot. I'm saying I know a good amount. There's More not than me. <laughs>
0: there,
1: yes. <laughs> there's not anything like There's not ever – like, think Jarvis, for instance. Mm -hmm. There is never going to be anything as, like, emotionally sophisticated as something like Jarvis. Like, you wouldn't – I don't think for a very, very, very long time, very, very long time, you'll be able to have a real, actual, meaningful conversation with something that is AI. Right now, there are programs that you can, you know – Write things into and get a response out of, but they're you know f- previously determined responses based on keywords and like if you were going to use your voice and you stuttered, it wouldn't really understand what was happening and if you If you missed a important verb in your sentence or you used in a word you thought was real, but it actually isn't real like these are things that. That's not going to be something that can be picked up for a very, very long time. So there's, if ever, so there's just there, that that air of, like, a robot having a personality or, like, a soul, if you will, in my opinion, is never going to exist. I don't think that's ever going to be possible. You can emulate it as much as you want to, and you can spend all of your time dedicating one specific AI And just doing your best to just come up with every possible response to every possible thing. But conversation and language itself is infinite. And so there's no way to go to every single combination to get into even just a conversation mode. So having it be subjective in general kind of relies on being able to understand language and conversation and opinions. And that's just something robots can't do. Mm. because they can't have them themselves.
0: Do you think there'll ever be a robot president?
1: I surely hope not. <laughs> I truly hope not. That would be the worst thing possible.
0: Cuz like they in the movies they always talk about these AI just having li- unlimited knowledge. Like, you know, being basically a library of knowledge and a, a library of, you know, world issues and like, you know, history. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if we can, like, just get rid of all the politicians and just have robots do it for us. Have them deal with all the logistics. Like, you know what? Actually, weed being legal sounds awful. No, because <laughs> then you're
1: talking about... Because <laughs> like, then you're talking about, like, each side has their own subjective truth. And they, you can't, like, you know, ad- people... did. De- um developing ai on the right side their objective truth are going to be conservative beliefs and on the left side that robot's objective truth is going to be um liberal beliefs so like they they have what they believe is the correct way to do things and there's no way to set up a robot to make a i even like a compromise decision of all different beliefs and be like here's the middle ground for everything Let's just use that. Yeah, no one, would, no one would go for it. And then if you – like it, a robot will never hold a belief that will – in every single topic that is going to be happily accepted by every single person. That's just not a thing. And that would be the only way a robot president would ever even be considered is if, right. as, is if it could appease more people than a human could.
0: Well, I guess we should just stop making robots then cuz I mean if they're if they're not going to replace presidents and comedians then what's the point? I mean my goodness. <laughs> no.
1: They can build cars for us. They can be our waiters. They can they can be our maids, you know?
0: Yeah, they can be our um swimsuit models. I mean some people really fight robots sexy. So <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: i imagine like like the the cover of like wedding ring magazines now they'd have these beautiful hand models and now it's just a metal robot hand <laughs> just right there on the
0: cover with a big old ring on it yep like, hand models gone swimsuit like, models gone a, a, underwear models gone a, a, a dentist magazine like with like the tooth products you know like <laughs> the robots just smiling <laughs> this, like toothy grin all his teeth are clean <laughs> Thumb up and holding the toothpaste in the other hand.
1: (laughs) It's got dentures in.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, we've been going for a while now, so I think it's about time we wrap this puppy up, uh, seal it with a bow, you know, and and send it right into your inbox and let you um, gaze upon it with your ears. What do you think, Kyle?
1: I don't think... (laughs) That, I think that's an incorrectly formed sentence, but I agree with the sentiment Fantas- behind it.
0: Fantastic. I'm glad we can agree on something. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Um, Hopefully right, we'll goodbye, talk. Goodbye, everybody. Much love. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll talk to you guys uh, next week uh, if we think of something to talk about, maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll workshop it a little bit more. But we will see you guys next week. Latest skaters. We'll figure it out. Yeah, probably.